Welcome to the She Does This podcast, where we have unfiltered conversations with real women on how they do it. Well, if you've ever wondered what it's like to be on a reality TV dating show, this is the episode for you. I'm about to be joined by Connie Craden, who was a contestant on this year's season of Married at First Sight, and she is really going to lift the lid on what it's like to be on the show. So we are joined by Connie from this year's season of Maths. Connie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So let's talk just a little bit about life recently. How's ISO been for you? (laughs) It's been a little bit painful. Um, (laughs) I find that I was self-isolating before the pandemic though anyway, so (laughs) it wasn't too much of a difference, but it's just like... Just recently, I've just started getting a little bit, a little bit antsy now. <laughs> so, how's work been? Well, I don't work. I'm a student, so I um, marine biology, yeah, uh, bioscience, bioscience. So, yeah, I, I would love to get into marine biology um, next year um, or something in that field. Um, but yeah, I study bioscience. So, working, um, I was working before maths. Uh, I was just working part time in uh in retail and um but because of everything I haven't been able to go back to work (laughs) right wow so um let's talk about maths Mm -hmm. can you summarize your experience for us in in three or four words wow um wow you've really got me there um (laughs) three or four words it was just just so I don't I don't actually have words to describe it that it was just such a surreal mentally challenging experience yeah we were just saying before we started recording that a lot of the cast have um sort of gone rogue this year in terms of sort of exposing Mm -hmm. what it's like what it's really like to be a contestant on the show um So, so mm-hmm. I, I watch the show every year um, and, and your narrative this year was, and correct me if, if I've interpreted this wrong, but you were sort of depicted as a shy loner, I guess you could say, um, who mm-hmm. had terrible luck finding love, couldn't work out what was wrong with you, felt unlovable. Mm-hmm. And then you had this progression of, you know, finding love with yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, that that was the love that you really, you know, needed the whole time. So do you think that that's a fair assessment of what Mm -hmm. actually transpired? Yeah, most of it. Yeah, definitely. So I did, they did go, I must admit, they did go really hard on the shy girl thing. Um, on the geeky girl thing. That's what they went really hard on. Um, It is definitely a part of my, like I am an introvert and definitely is a part of my personality, but I find what they do is they grab, they grab one little part of your personality and they build a character or a stereotype around that. Um, So, and the whole me finding, it was more of finding self-love and self-worth and regaining my confidence that that's definitely true I um the biggest lesson I did learn from the whole thing was the importance of self-worth so so the the final episode I guess was was accurate that you that you found mm-hmm. you know a yeah, lot def- of confidence and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely it was more about like regaining my confidence because I wasn't always like that 
you know, if the, um, if I did the show three years ago, a completely different girl would have been on that TV. <laughs> um, I was definitely a lot more confident and outgoing. And, um, just over the years, I just, um, I think what I did is I really, I went traveling for a couple of years and I really burnt myself out a bit and yeah. I feel like I really lost myself a lot and it was kind of about like trying to find myself again um which I definitely did do and and was, was there a string of bad relationships as well that sort of um Not, added to that or yes and no just I've just always just was very unlucky in love I guess so I've only really had one serious relationship over the past five years um I've never really been able to I guess um been able to you know find someone to commit or I've never been able to find someone I've wanted to commit to it's always just I've always been very unlucky like that and it did kind of get to a point where I was a bit like well what's wrong with me what's wrong with me like what it's it's got to be me if it's I'm just no Mm. one can be this unlucky and so did you going into the experiment did you genuinely believe that it was going to be possible that you could find someone as embarrassed as I am to admit it I did yeah I really did I I went in there knowing the odds were against me I knew yeah. it but I guess with me is I um I I never really pursued the the opportunity it kind of came to me and it, it was like it was handed to me it, it just like fell in my lap and I was like well, maybe this is what I've got to do. Maybe this is it. It's a bit weird and it's bizarre, but maybe this is what I need to do. So when you when thought it was handed to you, did they did they scout you? Is that yeah, yeah? I was scouted. I um just I was at work one day. I just worked part time in retail, and these people walked into my work. I thought they were just customers, and um, no, it turns out they were like the street casting producers. And I just, I saw no harm. They were doing it to everyone. They were just walking around trying to find people. And um, I, I saw no harm in just passing on my details. Yeah. I just, I also, yeah, like, you know, what's, what's wrong with that? And then it just, boom, boom, boom. It just happened so quickly. Within weeks, they were just like, hey, we found someone for you. It would, um, wow. Yeah, it was very, yeah. So it was kind of a bit of a Cinderella story in a lot of ways as well because your mum probably wasn't portrayed in the most positive light on the show no. and it was quite evident the whole way through that she really wasn't wrapped that you were involved mm. was she that against yeah. it or was that sort of yeah she was really against it she thought the whole thing was just so stupid and you know what it's and it's like what they even showed you know about um when I did do the reveal to her um you know you even see her say like look at what they've done to those some girls in the past some girls don't come back from this that well Connie like you know with their mental health and their anxiety they even aired her saying that and then also like there was a scene at the wedding where she's just like you know she she didn't want to answer their questions she didn't want to talk to the producers and they were saying what's the point you guys are just going to chop and edit everything I say anyway and again because it's true that's exactly what they do yeah so let's go to your wedding day you walk down the aisle and you see in there what mm. were your first thoughts impressions feelings oh my goodness so long ago now but um i i just remember being i was i was actually so happy when i first saw him and i think what it is is that wedding day you're really filled with the idea about love 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 and then you have your your idea 
you're wearing rose-coloured glasses and you really have the idea that like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet my dream man today. So like literally I could have walked down the aisle to anyone and had that same reaction like because it was just like a big hype just built up. Yeah. It really did start off on a high and it was kind of being painted that we were going to watch this really beautiful love story unfold. You were both really into each other, but you were both really cute and nervous with each other. And it did start off really well, it seemed. Uh, That's what they wanted to show you. (laughs) It didn't. No, no. After the honeymoon, I came back in tears, calling my friends and family saying, I I don't want to do this. I don't like him. We are just so incompatible. I was so shocked with how they portrayed it at the start. So when when did you have that realisation that this wasn't going to work? The second day, uh, the next morning. Um, I think it was, um, yeah, the day after the wedding. I remember the um, the night of the wedding, um, as soon as those cameras stopped rolling, rolling because they put us to bed and everything, they, just, they filmed that scene. And then I remember as soon as the cameras stopped rolling and the producers left, he just got straight out of bed and went out and went out and partied all night. And um, and I was a bit like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I don't really know this dude. And then just like the next day, I um, just some of the things I remember him saying to me, like that morning, just I remember one of the first things he ever said to me was, how many Instagram followers do you have? Just stuff like that. And I was a bit like, oh, well, man, we're so not in, we're not in this for the right. Oh, my God. I just actually remember my and I were in bed. And yeah. that was when you were when you were saying that he kept checking his Instagram, and I actually mm. got on and looked at his Instagram, and I looked at through his feed, and I said to my fiance, "He is totally there to grow a profile. <laughs> like you look at the photo that he was posting, and you can tell he. Yeah, you, yeah that's why he was yeah. there." Absolutely. And, um, but you know what, as well, like that's a, that's a risk you take as well going onto the show is that you got to remember not everyone is in it for the right reasons at all. And, um, that was a huge yeah. risk I had to take was potentially being matched with someone like that. And, um, yeah, I did. <laughs> so you knew really early on that it wasn't going to work out, but you guys made it to the end of the season. So I'm assuming that there was, quite a bit of um pressure and influence from the producers to keep you guys there Mm -hmm. oh absolutely and like there, there really is um and I also found as well especially like halfway through kind of like I felt well for me I kind of felt like I lost touch of reality a little bit um I really felt like because at the start I was just so they never showed all this they never showed when I friend zoned in when I kept on saying I don't want to be here I don't want to be with you I don't see anything all that stuff I wasn't I wasn't attracted to him either it took until I think his Mm -hmm. home stay for me to finally be attracted to him um and then there but yeah you've also got a lot of pressure and influence by the by the producers as well and um especially when like yeah halfway through filming too I was just like I just remember just being like well this is my life now like you just I just forgot you're just in the bubble you're in this really tight bubble and you forget about the real world so you just kind of just you know especially with me I was just doing everything and anything I could to make this relationship work yeah so even though you weren't you weren't attracted to him and you weren't into him did you was there a part of you that still thought I, I do kind of want to make it work? Yeah, absolutely there was. So I felt like, and this is the hard thing as well, a lot of people ask me if I actually really did have feelings for him or 
was attracted to him or if I really had to force myself to do it to the point where I was trying to lie to myself or pretend or something. Because what I really was doing is I was yeah. really setting aside my own value and values and morals, I guess, to maybe fill a void of loneliness or something like that, which is a terrible thing to do. But that's just, I think that's really what it was. And I remember at one of the dinner parties, um, it was, I think it was the second last dinner party where we had to write questions out anonymously and give them out to each other. And one of the questions that was raised to me was, are you, do you really like him? Or are you just so in love with the idea of being in love? You're willing to more or less settle. And I was just like, yeah, you guys got me there. Yeah, I think that was a really big eye opener when I got that question given to me. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm trying to force mm. this. Mm. Wow. And th- those those dinner parties look so intense. Are they? Oh, they're worse in real life, hey? Like it's so it's like it's not funny but it's just like watching them back and I'm just and people are like whoa the drama and everything I'm like there's a part of me that's like I wish that's how it went <laughs> like in real life they're so much worse they um oh I was towards the end I, I just dreaded going to them I was just absolutely riddled with anxiety especially like the more smaller the um the group got the more drama there was the more heightened your emotions are yeah they were painful so let's talk about the pressure that you felt to stay from the producers Mm. and the the production itself because quite early on there was quite a few couples that that dropped out and it kind of looked as if well is anybody really going to make it Mm. so from a viewer's perspective it it seems like they would have been putting pressure on you to get you to stay so that they had some television to make yep yeah, that's so true as well. Because uh, yeah, at the very start, so many either did drop off or got kicked off. And yeah. it was, I reckon that's maybe why as well, they portrayed us to be such a strong couple at the start. Because it was like, well, we need we need at least one or two couples actually getting along here. Um, yeah, they, and I think that's, an, that's another reason as well why they pressure us to to stay because they need the numbers they need they need their characters if they don't have their characters they don't have a tv show um mm. so uh, post show a lot of contestants have come out and said that some of the filming conditions were unfair in terms of there was one story that the the warehouse that you guys shoot the the dinner parties in was was really hot and and probably Mm -hmm. not good for your health Mm -hmm. there was others that um really isolated all that kind of stuff you've you've all sort of really ripped the mask Mm. off reality tv was that was that a group Mm -hmm. thing that you all sort of got together and decided let's rebel against it because you're all really Mm -hmm. going against contractual obligations to stay quiet so was it a group thing that you all thought well if we all do it no not at all actually I think everyone just was speaking out and maybe I don't like as a group I don't think anyone really you know made a little pact to say we're all going to do this together I think maybe one person speaks out and it maybe might give another like someone a little bit of like encouragement for them to speak out and then you know once everyone starts doing it everyone else starts kind of finding their voice and feeling like uh not so afraid to speak out yeah so another complaint I guess was that people say that they've been um unfairly edited or Mm -hmm. or in the wrong way do you think anybody was portrayed accurately um that's a really good question um yeah because that's that's been a huge one because it is so poorly edited it's a it's a it's a funny one as well because um I think Michelle was quite they they yeah that was quite accurate with Michelle I must admit um 
she came off quite well, I would say. Yeah, she, she like, yeah, yeah, she did. She really was. She was portrayed. Yeah, pretty much the what I the, the Michelle I saw on the TV is the Michelle I know. Um, and the the funny thing is as well, it's like people can be portrayed themselves and quite normal, but then it's just maybe one or two scenes here and there, it's completely twisted. So Josh, for example, Josh, I feel like Josh was portrayed himself very well until that very last scene on his homestay. That was so edited in such a way to make him look like such a bad person. Like, yeah, it, um, yeah, it's funny like that how only maybe certain scenes people are portrayed not the right way. Yeah, right. Okay, so post-show as well, there's been accusations flying around everywhere from contestants. There's been a huge stash between Casey and Stacey. There's also been accusations that I read that that towards yourself that you maybe weren't as nice as as what you were portrayed as and that you flirted with other men. But the thing that I found interesting was that they were all actually asked at the guys' party who they would want to be paired with and most of them said you. Do you, do you think there's an element of jealousy there? <laughs> I think you're onto something there. Yes, I was <laughs> accused um, of being a flirtatious mean girl. Um, and yeah. I was accused, the person who accused me of that was someone whose match had only just recently come out and admitted that they wished they were matched with me instead and yeah. that they had feelings for me. It was just all too convenient that that was said about me and then a couple of days later all of a sudden I'm a mean girl I'm a flirtatious mean girl um yeah so that was um that was really heartbreaking to hear that but also when that accusation did come out a lot of the cast spoke out and said that's not true Connie's a really lovely person and I think as well with half the cast is sticking up for me that speaks volumes yeah so who are you still friends with and in touch with most of them actually um every single like especially like on like every single day I'm always sending like a little Instagram message to nearly everyone but my my closest ones that I'm always on the phone to is Michelle Josh Drew and Luke they're the four that I speak to like all the time so let's talk again about portrayals and and all that sort of stuff because I think I find it so interesting the way that um these sorts of shows come up with characters and and mm. have little narratives for each of the of, of the characters mm-hmm. and each of each of you that are on the show when you watched the show back did you re- reflect and say I can actually see I could see mm-hmm. them playing this out when we were filming it yes and no um because of the because of the editing as well like so um the I felt like the the wedding was quite like accurate um and then the honeymoon they only showed really one scene of the honeymoon and that was just so edited. Yeah, so that pool scene, we actually had an, had an argument and they, like, made it out to be, like, this really cute romantic thing. And then also when they showed my Voxy afterwards, this is, this is the part that scared me the, the most is, oh, I'll never forget the way my heart just dropped when I saw them do this. I remember getting out of the pool and they Voxied me and I remember saying, I am just so not attracted to this guy and there is no way I can ever see myself ever you know being being attracted to him and the way they've edited to go I'm super attracted to him I just remember being like oh my god that was so easy for them to do that and then I'm just like what have they got up their sleeve what have they got up their sleeve what are what are they going to do what are they going to do if they can do that what are they going to do to me like oh my god I was so scared Oh, and then you kind of just see after after I saw that, that's when I was a bit like, 
man, it really doesn't matter what I said or did, hey, they can just do whatever they want. So would they feed you lines to say or tell you how to deliver? <laughs> Towards the end, I was so over it. I remember whenever we'd be having a, a conversation, I just if I just couldn't be bothered, I'd just look at them and be like, line, tell me, what do you want from me now? Like, that's how it got. But the, the, the um, I've always, I've said this a few times, I've, I wish it was kind of um, in a way set up like Big Brother. Um, with cameras all the time because when you see us on dates and um, you know sitting around at our kitchen table having a cup of tea and talking and stuff they're just so um, they're just so directed those conversations they're just so directed it's just there's nothing authentic or real about them they're just so staged and not scripted but just so just so yeah so directed and I'm just like it's the conversations when we're just sitting on the couch watching telly together or cooking dinner together that's what people need to see that's what people would want to see like not these unnatural staged conversations because we would only see there'd be what three or four episodes a week and we would we would maybe see about 10 minutes of each couple so what what would you guys get up to for the for the week that for the weeks that you were in these in these hotel rooms like we see such little time what did you actually get up to like during filming or not during filming yeah during filming like we we were allowed to pretty much do whatever you wanted to do and then they would give you a call sheet and you would just have to be there at that time yeah so we would kind of get given we'd always get an email the night before saying when our wake up time was and yeah cameras would just be coming in first thing in the morning morning like filming us waking up or depending on scheduling sometimes it wouldn't our wake up would be like three o'clock in the afternoon so like if we would literally just carry on with our day like normal and then when it gets to about three we'd have to go back to our hotel and like put out on our pajamas hop into bed and pretend we're waking up like it's so (laughs) so silly um um but yes like they would just be like just us around the house just like or they would, um, you know, just having conversations around the house. Just a lot of the time they really just wanted us talking about other couples. Um, it would be really, really, really repetitive though. Um, and then also there they'd just be like, cool, you guys are going to go on a date today. We're going to take you to this cafe. You're going to go to that. You're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So were you, were you and Johnny friends during the filming? Yeah, I think we did definitely get to definitely halfway through we did because at the start I um when I friend I didn't even friend zone him at the start I housemate zoned him and I even like said that the commitment ceremony as well like I was just like I would never be friends with this guy in the real world we're just so different we just come from such different worlds it was really it was so hard to have conversations with him and um I just yeah it did get to a point where I did feel like housemates but then you know um being in that bubble and in that environment and spending 24-7 with each other definitely do form some kind of bond. You have to. You can't go through that with someone and not form some kind of connection with them. So I definitely did. Yeah, get I definitely got a friendship um, at one point out of it, which was, um, which was really good. Really, really good. Yeah. And, like, despite everything that happened as well, like, I really did care about him. Even though I wasn't – I really had to force myself and everything – to eventually be attracted to him and force a relationship. I did care about him, that's for sure. Yeah. So you say you got to a point where you actually did feel attracted to him and Mm. was this after the commitment ceremony that you wrote leave? Yep. 
and then did things kind of take a turn for you because then you started writing Stay but he started writing mm. Leave. Yeah. And yeah. there was, so there when was I, this whole yeah. drama that he was leading you on. Um, yeah. So what what was going on there? So when I wrote Leave, that really bruised his ego, like big time. He was really angry at me for doing that. He was so, he was furious that I wrote Leave. And um, especially without telling him, which I thought he, he knew. And if you turn around and say to someone, no, nah, we're just housemates. Yeah, I thought he, I really thought he knew. Um, and I just remember he was so embarrassed that I wrote leave. And I remember he kind of had a bit of a, had a shift in feeling, like a shift towards me. And um, he, um, and then I remember with me is I was a bit like, I remember having like a big talk with the producers and everything after I wrote leave. And they're like, all right, you're still here. Something's got to change. You won't like, you know, you this whole week, last week, you won't look at him. You, every time he tries to touch you, you like you shiver away from him mm. you something's really got to change like you've got to do something I'm like all right you're right I've got to I've, I've, I'll do it I've, I'm miserable and it was so true like I was just miserable all the time like um when we had the uh the family day when my sister and my mum came to visit us my sister was just like this what's wrong with my sister this isn't her yeah. she's so miserable and I even remember Jonathan saying something like I haven't heard Connie laugh in weeks which is not like me I laugh at everything and um yeah that's when I did end up writing leave and then that's when I was like all right fine something's gonna change that's why I um I think I was just so in the zone of maybe like bettering myself Mm. um trying to better myself I was like not realizing see I thought I was trying to better myself for a relationship but what I was actually really doing is I was kind of showing to myself how worthy I actually am which is kind of like cool but um yeah it's (laughs) yeah sorry I've just gone off track I think sorry but um (laughs) So is, that's that's why you kept writing Stay? Yeah, well, the second time, the second time I wrote Stay, that was um, that was huge mixed signals from him. Like, and even then, it was portrayed still to be more on his behavior, like to be more on his side. But the last, like when we left to go to that commitment ceremony, like the last thing he said to me was, "You know what? Maybe I will just write Stay, and we'll just see it out to the end and see what happens." So I was like, yeah, cool. And then, like, even when we got to, like, at the commitment ceremony, because it was just after his homestay. And, um, I, yeah, I remember as well, like, I really wanted to mm. go on his homestay because there was a big part of me that thought if we go on his homestay, he can, like, recharge his batteries a little bit. And, you know, because he was being so negative and everything. It was so weird. Like, we just had this huge flip on each other. And I was just like, you know what, let's just take yeah. him on his homestay. Maybe he just needs to recharge his batteries a bit. And when we get back maybe we can get back on track to where we were and it did kind of work and I remember as well like and yeah to the point where he was like you know what maybe we should just say see what happens blah 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 blah. and then we get to that commitment ceremony and I just remember sitting on that couch and he's like really talking me up and just saying all these really beautiful and amazing things about me and then just like smacked me with this big fat leave again I was just like whoa like I did not see that coming actually and then, um, yeah, I was really blindsided by that. And then um, and then he turns around and still says, oh, yeah, I really wanted to go on her homestay. So it was just like, yeah. And, like, even Michelle, like, they cut, like, you do see Michelle going for him, but what you didn't see is Michelle even turn. Michelle said to him, she's like, Johnny, that wasn't 
cool what you just did then is that an ego thing and like they cut the ego thing out which I wish they played because it, it is yeah it really it really was and even Stacey and Michael called him out for it they're like that was just so smug like you know you want like you know he did want to be here he really did but it's like he still he was still punishing yeah. me for writing leave he because even up until my homestay he was still he was bringing it up all the time like the time you wrote leave you wrote leave you wrote leave and I was just like whoa did it really mess with you that much that I wrote leave did it really like are you always just going to punish me for it or something like that so there was the commitment ceremony as well where he had written leave and then you burst into tears I think and you both walked off yep that's where I had the uh anxiety attack um I still haven't watched that episode I can't bring myself to reliving that so that was about 12 hours of badgering from producers for me to write stay again that's why I that's why I was so so rattled in that episode um I remember I remember that day actually that morning and I started I started packing my bags I was ready because I'm like I'm not writing I knew he was going to write leave especially about what happened on my homestay when like you know my girl my girlfriends just went to him as well and like yeah it was it was pretty full on and then um I was like, and then you know what? I was just like, I don't even want to be with this dude either. Like, I know, like, I, I tried. I really did try. And, um, yeah, yeah. I remember the producers are like calling me and they're like, please, got to write stay. I'm like, no, absolutely not. He's already said he's not attracted to me. Like, he's written leave twice. He's going to do it again. I'm going to look like a stage five clinger. I'm going to look like, an, like, a, like, I'm going to look so crazy if yeah. I do that. No. And then it actually get, and then we actually get to the studio and I still hadn't written on my card yet. But, and they just wanted one more chat with me. And yeah. they just, I don't know what it was. They just, they're very persuasive. They can be, yeah. they just really channeled something inside. They even said to me, they're like, you know, like, Con, like, we've just seen you transform into this, you know, you, at the start, like, you wouldn't talk to anyone, which is so true. I wouldn't at the end of the night, I wouldn't talk to anyone. I wouldn't talk to, I was so nervous and so timid. And they're like, we've just, we've seen you mm-hmm. transform into this, you know, you suddenly get your confidence and you, you know, you've, you've got a voice now and we've seen this and we don't want your journey to end yet. I'm like, if I stay though, like, what am I staying for? Like, I'm not staying for him. Like, definitely not. And they're just like, what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself? I'm like, oh, self-worth. That's for sure. That's the that's the biggest thing I have found about myself. Like, I, I deserve so much better than what you've given me. Like, you know, I've just learned who I am and how worthy I am of being loved. And they were just like, exactly. So you finish this and you you, you do it for you. I was like, yeah, I guess I could. <laughs> I, I really guess I could. Yeah. I guess at that point you only had a few more weeks left anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. In TV world, it was only one, one, one and a half week. But yeah, I did say to them as well. I'm just like, he, he doesn't want to be here. Okay. He, he wants to go home. He wants to be with his friends and family. His yeah. dad, it was so unwell at the time as well. I'm like, if you, if I write stay again, put him on a flight home, do not make him be here. And, and they did, they did that. He was only, yeah, okay. he left, he was allowed to leave. Um, and he only came back to Sydney when he had to do filming which is really cool because I said to them, I'm like, if I'm going to finish this and I'm going to finish this for me, that's fine. But he doesn't deserve to be like dragged out through this though. Like don't do this to him. 
And so did he know that you were going to Wright's Day? He had, he actually, he knew, I remember, because that morning we went out for a coffee. He's just like, I'm scared they're going to get to you, Connie. I'm like, I won't let them. I'm like, I won't let them. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to write leave. He's just like, I know you're, even said it, he's like, you're you're more easily convinced. I just got a feeling they, they yeah, you're going to write, stay. I'm like, I promise you right now, I'm not going to do it. And I, of course I did it. And, um, but he was, I must admit, like, I'll give him this. Like he was, he, he was so good about it. Like when I walked into that commitment ceremony, he could just see it in my face. And I remember I sent it and he was like, you wrote, stay. I'm like, yep. He's like, it's okay. Yeah. He was really good. I'll, yeah, I, I'll give him a lot of credit for that, how supportive he was with me. And, um, yeah, I just remember just that commitment ceremony. I was just riddled with anxiety. I couldn't talk on the countess. I can't, I can't actually do it because all I could think was, even though it's yeah. months away when that particular episode airs, I just know what people, people are going to, people are going to go crazy. They really are. They're going to go crazy for it. And the more I thought about it, the more my anxiety went up and into the point I just had a full blown panic attack on that couch. Yeah. Mm. So you, you talk about thinking about viewers reactions and things like that. Mm. Post show, how yeah. has it been for you on social media? Um, so it's a lot, now that the show's over, it's definitely a lot better. Uh, during filming, I definitely copped my back, like a fair, a fair bit of backlash. Yeah. Like I really did everyone, but you know what? Everyone did not one person. Yeah. No one not, got out on the skate. No, you don't. And you know, you can be portrayed as the most perfect person ever. You're still going to have haters. And all up, though, I, I think my, my journey in particular was very up and down, but all up, I think I was portrayed okay. Yeah. And But, you know, I still definitely got my haters. And I did this really cool thing where every episode I – so I just turned off my notifications. So every time I was getting a new message, I didn't even know. And I gave my two best friends my, my passwords to, uh, to my Instagram and um, yeah. because it was when the episodes were airing, that's when we would get the, the most flooded – messages come through um my best friends would just take over my instagram and just block delete block delete block delete before i yeah. had a chance to um to see the message um which was really cool i did obviously the yeah, a few would get by and i would see them um and yeah. then the comments as well you get a lot of like every time maths the maths page would post something about us like people would just come in guns blazing saying the most horrid just, people just get really petty and they get really vile with some of the things they say like yeah just really picking on you about about your appearance just really yeah, nasty awful like thing. that yeah it's really yeah it's yeah. really nasty and um there was at the start when it first like when my promo first came out and stuff I was a bit like oh like wanting to look at the comments but it got to the point where there wasn't even one percent of me that even wanted to look at those comments like I just yeah. I just nah I would just I wouldn't even look at the maths page every time I was tagged and something I'd untag myself like because I just didn't want to look at it yeah was there any sort of protection or support from Channel 9 in terms of you know you guys are all copying a fair bit of heat on social media yeah um probably yep. at the hands of Channel 9 with the way that they'd all, you know, edited you and, and you're on their, their network. Yeah. There's a duty of care there. There is. Um, there, there, we have a program psychologist that, um, so the production company, she's, she's with the production company. Um, so we have her throughout filming and then she's still available to us after filming and during airing. And then also Channel 9 uh, have give us access to psychologists that we can just call up or we can, 
a range degree see them which is really it's really so the help is there but you have to ask I've just seen what that show does to you and what it does to your mental health and you know I've seen grown men cry over it because of it it's yeah it's on a whole whole other level so how are you mentally now uh, my anxiety is still through the roof. Like it, it really is. It's calmed down a lot. I felt like after that last episode, it really, like I felt a huge weight get lifted, but the show is now about to be aired in the States next week. So the anxiety is going back up again. I'm like, yeah. I just can't. I just don't want to go through it all over again. Like I just don't. So I don't know if it's going to be that yeah. big over there. It might not take off. Hopefully it doesn't. Want more? Visit shedoesthis.com for celebrity interviews, lifestyle content, and business tips from female industry leaders. She Does This is the destination for your daily dose of inspiration. So is there assistance being offered to you from Channel 9 now that the show's re-airing? Oh, yeah. So like when the when um, when Channel 9 came to us and told us that, you know, the help is there, here's the number and blah 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 that's we've got that forever that's okay we've always we've got that for the rest of our life that access so that's yeah. that's really good yeah um and just in terms of the social media again it was it's quite obvious that you guys aren't posting the content throughout mm. the season they take mm. over your Instagram mm-hmm. account. and someone I can't remember who it was but I read an article someone just cracked the shits halfway through the season and and took back their Instagram yep. account from Channel Nine because they was few yeah, people did so that. What was the agreement there, and why? Because some of you were still posting stories. So what's what's the agreement there with them posting content on your behalf? Like how how does that work? Yeah. So um, on the day of every episode, they will send us photos um, from that ep- like from whatever episode's about to be aired. We just pick the ones that we like and we send it back to them with a caption and they just post it for us. Yeah. Um, um, the ones, the ones that go rogue and take their Instagrams back, they obviously just don't get their photos sent to them or anything anymore. Um, they just change their emails back. They change their passwords back and that's it. Um, you don't really get into trouble for it. Um, so they won't verify your account for you um, anymore, but it's pretty kind of easy to do that yourself. Um, and also you kind of lose like all your publicity, so yeah. they stop arranging like all your radio interviews and TV interviews and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So they make life a little more difficult for you if you don't comply? Uh if you really want to do your radio and TV interviews and not verify your own account, I guess. But I don't. I don't think <laughs> like I, I. I don't think it was. I don't think it really mattered to the ones who did it. I don't. It really didn't bother them. I don't think. So looking back, knowing what you know, would you do it again? Absolutely, no way in the world would I have ever done that. Knowing what I know now no way I don't regret it I think regret is a really strong word because I I really did learn so much about myself and I did get a lot out of it good and bad a lot so it was an experience but knowing what I know now the day they walked into my work I would have just said not for me and so apart from maybe don't do it what would your advice be for 
people out there thinking that they're going to apply for the next season? Yeah, I think about this all the time because I never want to be that person who tells someone what to do. Mm. When when you go through the stages of the interviews, you just think, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, like this, this is happening for me, this could be me, and there is nothing anyone can say that will ever change your mind if you really want it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what advice I can give. I guess maybe just just stay true to yourself and also if, if you need to talk, I'm here because <laughs> that's um, – it's, it's true though because um, at the end of the day as well, no one will ever know what you went through unless they've been through it already. Um, like nothing can compare to it. So I, I just – for future contestants, I just kind of, I guess, maybe want to let them know that I'll always be a bit of support for them because um, no, no, nothing can, can prepare them for what they're about to get themselves into. Because, I mean, reality stars do tend to sort of meet up and congregate after, yeah. but, you know, there seems to be this cross-pollination of, like, batchy stars and, and Love Island and, and you all kind of, like, get along and because nobody would really be yeah. able to know what you've been through. Yes. And I think that there's this thing as well that you guys get such huge profiles on social media that people mm-hmm. treat you as if you're maybe not real people and say the most yep. awful, awful things. And you mm-hmm. guys can kind of all bond together because of that and, yeah. and support each other as well. Yeah, that's absolutely so true. It's so true. And I think it's it's a reality TV kind of bubble, I guess, because it's exactly what you just said. Um we all, whether, yeah, whether you were on Love Island, Batchy, Maths, we all go through the same kind of backlash and the same experience. And I guess maybe, you know, that's why we can kind of, I guess in a way we all have each other's backs. Yeah. What do you say to people that sort of have this argument where, where oh, you know, you went on a reality show, you opened yourself up to criticism. What's your answer to that? We didn't sign up to be bullied that we didn't get signed. We didn't, there's nothing in my contract that says it's going to be okay for you to be bullied. There's nothing that says that. I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up to, you know, to be, to receive death threats or, you know, or for to watch my friends have death threats. I didn't sign up to um, have my mental health absolutely just destroyed. Um, so when people say that, I, I, I get, I get really frustrated because I do get it. We do sign up to be on a TV show and, you know, we will we will be judged and people are going to form opinions on us, but we didn't sign up to be bullied. Yeah. So what's your relationship with Jonathan now? I don't have one with him anymore, unfortunately. Um, I, he, I knew this was going to happen as well. I, I think the fame really got to his head. Um, yeah, I just, um, I know that he also made, uh, there was also a deal made with him, the producers for him to be portrayed in, uh, I guess, uh, a really good light, which I thought was a bit unfair because in order for him to look better, it meant I had to look bad. That's, yeah, no one's got time for that. Okay, so let's talk about post-maths. You're in a relationship now? You've found someone? No, I'm still single. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you, can't believe, you can't believe everything you read. So what? There was there was one, there was, there was someone. There, I know that there are photos and articles out. There was someone straight after filming. Yeah. Um, it was actually when we went back to Sydney to film the reunion, I met someone. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that last, that only, that was very short and sweet. That was only a, a few months um, that ended. But 
you know, I still speak very highly of this guy. He, he's yeah. incredible, but it just, just wasn't meant but to be. What are the future goals and, and hopes for the rest of 2020 and, and beyond for you now? For me, honestly, I just want to get back to where I left off. I, I, I went through this TV experience, but I don't kind of let it define who I am. I just, I just kind of put life on hold, did this the experience, and then I just want to go back to where I left off, which is just going back to uni, and yeah. just finish. I've got a couple, still got a couple more years ahead of me, and just getting back into the books and just pursuing the real big dreams. That's amazing. Well, Connie, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. I personally really loved watching you on maths and um, thank you all the best and I hope you find love and, and get your degree and 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 um yeah all the best for the future thank you so much for having me <laughs> thank you thank you so much for listening to today's episode I'll be back next week with another episode of the she does this podcast in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search She Does This. Give us a follow and keep up to date with the latest from the site. Have a wonderful week.